Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. So my friends, I pose a question to you. What would you feel like if you woke up tomorrow and found out that almost everything you've been told about life isn't true? Think about that. What if... People have been hiding from you the reality on things because they want to control, manipulate you, and keep you where you're at. Well, maybe that's too, maybe that's too aggressive. Maybe people don't want you to know about what you could have in life because they don't want you to keep up with them. Maybe they just want to be able to stay ahead of you. Maybe it's so much not that they want you to be down, but they want to be up. Or maybe if they thought that if I tell you all the secrets about how I got what I got, then I wouldn't be able to get it anymore because you know how I did it and we'd be in competition for each other. Maybe that would be it. You know, I know so many business people who won't tell you anything about their business. I know so many bodybuilders who won't tell you anything about their bodybuilding plans, their diet, and their nutrition. There's so many people that live their lives hiding their secrets away from everybody else. And maybe because of that, most people really don't know what's actually true. Now, I think it goes even further than that. I think it goes beyond the fact that you don't know. I think it goes to the fact that you've been taught the wrong things. And you've been taught the wrong things because of a simple law that I heard of way back when I was a kid. It was called, go something like this. Those who don't know how to or can't or won't do, teach. And those who can't do or teach, legislate so no one else can do it or teach it. In other words, if there's some way for all of us to be rich, those of us that would want to be rich would go do it. But then on the next level, if you couldn't do it, you might want to teach it. You knew about it, but you weren't willing to go do it. So you want to teach it. And then the next level is, hey, we're going to legislate this stuff because this is too good. We can't let this out to the public. We can't let the public have this kind of information because it would ruin everything. The world needs worker bees. They need people like you to get up every day and go to work. If the world doesn't have that, the world will fall apart. You can see what happened during the pandemic. They gave people an opportunity to make money without working. And then they couldn't understand why people wouldn't come back to work. See, we all think that work is essential. But my friends, work isn't essential. Money is essential. And if you could find a way to have money without working, I bet you a very high percentage of us wouldn't work. Now... You can look at everything from a pessimist or an optimistic view. And I think of myself as as a pessimist. I look at everything from the negative side of things. I've been that way my whole life because I was born a 200-pound fat kid with Coke bottle glasses and a flat-top haircut and no friends. And so I had to go out and build a life for myself that I was happy with. 
But luckily, I read enough books when I was early on in my life to, to realize that I didn't have to stay or maintain in this very negative point of view and in this very negative position in life. And so I was able to grow myself out of it in many different ways. Story's been told over the last 30 years over and over and over again. Where I'm going today is a step further. I'm talking about you. What were you told in your life that you couldn't do? And I read somewhere from some psychology book says, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Think about that. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Boy, that's a strange thing. You sit down and think about that one for a minute, right? But then I want you to realize that over the years at Lifestyles, I've taught people how to become financially free. I've taught them how to be retired. I've taught them how to be retired plus rich. I've taught them how to be retired plus rich plus massively wealthy. Each person decides on a scale of 1 to 10 on a continuum where they want to remain on that continuum. And I just know some people go, you know, if we just pick up a little bit of additional side income on the side, that'd be good. You know, we've got a regular earned income. If we have a little additional side income, that's a good addition. We can live a little higher on the hog than we could have before. Some of them are thinking, well, if I just get a little bit of real estate investments, then maybe by the time I retire, it'd be just like my other retirements. I'll add it to my 401k and my IRA and some little real estate deals on the side, and I'll have a little bit better retirement. But some people go a little further than that. Some people go, you know what? I want to literally retire. But that retirement is going to take, and that that concept of retirement is going to take a complete mind shift from everything you've been taught in life. Go to school, get good grades, get out of school, get a good job, work hard at the job, get promoted, move up in the company, make more money, save, put your money in your 401k, put money in IRA, and when you're old and you don't have enough money there, then you need to do catch-up investments. Catch up more money in your 401k and more money in your IRA because you don't have enough to retire. So they allow you at the end of your years of working for 40, 50 years, they allow you to put extra in your IRA and extra in your 401k and they call it catch up. I don't remember the exact technical term for it, but it's there. Every financial planner's thing you read about how do you get ready to retire talks about doing catch up the last couple of years, which means save more during those last years and catch back up to where you should have been if you would have saved enough during your whole life. And that is the traditional concept, but we got to add to that traditional concept the next couple of steps because there's more steps to it. And those steps are do not retire until certain pivotal points in your life change. Number one, you can't retire until you're 62 for some reasons having to do with taxation. 59 and a half and you don't get penalized an extra 10% penalty on taking out your 401k or your IRA. You still get taxed regular taxes, but you don't get taxed the 10% penalty. Then there's age 65 at which case you're now eligible for Medicare. So now you get government health insurance, which makes life a whole lot easier. You don't get to take full Social Security until age 66. So if you retire earlier than age 66, you won't get to take your full Social Security. You can have bonus Social Security if you work all the way till you're 70. Now, how do I know any of all of this stuff? By reading every financial planner's plan that there ever was written. This is the plan for you. And then I step back and go, but wait, I retired at 34 years of age. Two and a half years after I decided I was going to quit my job and live off my passive income, I retired. 
But that took, first of all, an understanding. And the understanding didn't come right away, by the way. I, first of all, found out all the bad things about the stuff people wanted me to do with my money. And I did them. I did everything they said. It didn't work. And it failed. So I tried new things. And one of them was buying rental real estate. And the rental real estate worked. And it worked very well. It was very simple. And as I went through it, I found that very quickly, I was adding income to my life, something that none of these other things talk about. All this other stuff was about putting money in your 401k and your IRA and it going up in value and having, you know, making money in the stock market. But nothing was to bring money back into my pocket. And now when I'm buying all these single family rent houses, the money is coming back in my pocket. I'm going, wow, this is amazing. And then I started putting two and two together and it didn't come up four. It came up retirement. It came up to the point where I realized that if I keep producing more passive income, I'm going to very quickly catch up to my earned income as far as amount per month. And when I catch up to my earned income, in essence, I've covered all of my costs of living because that's what I'm living on now. I could live on that again and not think, okay, now I'm making double what I made. I should live twice as high. No, if I just stay the same and replace my income, I'm retired. Today, we're discussing retirement. Why most people don't do it? Is it because they don't want you to know how to do it? Is it because you don't want to do it? That's one of the two reasons. It has to be one of the two, either because you don't know how or you won't do it even if you do know how. And so I found out through trial and error is really how I found everything out. I did a lot of reading and so forth. But, you know, the reading kept me interested, kept me on the right track. But you still have to go out there and stick your toe in the water and take some action. So I started buying these rent houses, and I found very quickly I could replace my earned income. Now, this leads us to a couple of questions. And by the way, where we're going with this today is um, there's an article I'm going to cover here. It's out of the AARP group of articles. It's 10 things no one will tell you about retirement. And what's weird is AARP is supposed to be about retirement. But what they're telling you in this article is 10 reasons why you shouldn't retire because it's absolutely disastrous for you and your life will be terrible if you retire. Strange thing to come from an AARP. I guess that's why most people now don't belong to AARP. I would never join the company. I think that they've gone cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and started following the wrong people with the wrong ideas. And so, you know, whatever. You can go after them if you like. I, I just think they're wrong about everything they talk about now. And this article is one of them, you know, 10 things that no one will tell you about retirement. It's about 10 reasons why you shouldn't retire. Yet they're supposed to be a retirement group. Figure that one out, right? They don't want you to retire either. They want you to keep working so you can keep paying dues. <laughs> so the, the bottom line is, as we go on here, is that as I figured this out, it was very easy for me. Why? It's easy for me at the beginning because I made more than I lived on. I lived on a very small amount of money being a single male. That's a good start. But I didn't make that much money anyway. I only made about seventy grand a year. So after you take out income taxes, Social Security, Medicare taxes, and insurance, 401k, whatever it was they took out, I only took home about $3,500 a month. So I only had to replace about $3,500 a month. And that was very easy to replace. You know, it doesn't take a lot of houses to replace $3,500 a month. Let's say it's $500 a house. 500 times 10 would be 5,000. So I guess 500 times 7 is 3,500. It's about seven houses. Not that big a deal, right? So then you're done. Psychologically, you have to get over that, though. What do you mean I'm done? Well, you're 30 years old. You've got as much money coming in from passive income as you do from earned income. 
There's really no need for you to get up and work 12 hours a day, six days a week anymore. 12 hours a day, six days a week equates 3500 a month and or about four hours a month equates to $3,500 a month. Why don't you just quit your job, Dell, and go do four more hours on the real estate and make it eight hours a month and earn 7000 a month? Wow, that was simple math. That was easy to figure out. And so I did it. And that's 30 years ago. And so, oh, that's 30 years ago. And, oh, that's Dell. And, oh, you know, he didn't have any bills. He didn't have any costs or anything. No, I actually saved up to getting my costs after I made my money. Weird concept, I know. But I made money, and then I created costs. I created costs in line with, with what income I had. I never let my costs outpace my income. Now, for those of you that are still in that position in life where you've made those wise decisions, good for you. That's going to be easy. Now, for those of you who haven't, then you have to play catch-up. You have to go produce more income. You don't have an expense problem. You have an income problem. Just like when I asked people, how many people in this room paid 400000 in income taxes last year? Nobody raised their hand and said, you don't have an income tax problem. You have an income problem. You need to make more money, so you have to owe more taxes. You just don't see it the right way. You're going after the expense side of the equation and not after the income side of the equation. The other part of the equation that people are getting wrong is it's not an asset-based question. It's an income-based question. Say, so how much do you have saved up? It doesn't matter how much you have saved up. If I had just $100,000 and it produced $100,000 a year for me, I wouldn't need more than $100,000. It's the income side of the equation you're missing. It's not the asset side. You can have a million dollars, right? And it won't replace your earned income. You got it in savings accounts earning less than a half a percent. Bonds learning, earning less than a half percent. That's not going to replace your earned income. Not even with a million dollars. So you work and work and work and work and work and save and save and save and save and save to get to a million dollars and still can't retire. Whereas I can retire you in anywhere from two to five years is the average of what we do it in. And when I say we, we don't do it, you do it, but we show you how to do it and help you along the way. So it gets tougher as you earn more money only because... You're trying to replace more money, more income. What should logically happen is if you have more income, you should be able to save a larger amount and have more assets. And if you have more assets, I should be able to retire you sooner. Do you see what I'm saying? It should work out that way, that it's just as easy to retire if you have a lot of income than if you have a small amount of income. But that's only if you maintain a level cost of expenses according to what your income is. So your expenses do not grow faster than your income does. All right? So now, if we understand the show, that's, that's the basic premise of the show, right? The basic premise is, if you have enough passive income, you don't need earned income. Not saying you don't want it, but you don't need it. You could retire if you wanted to. So if you get that, then why would anybody try to talk you out of retiring? Because quite honestly, every article I pulled up today, I pulled up three or four different articles and read them, so I, and I was just looking for someone to say something interesting or different, but it's all the same mumbo-jumbo. Let me read this one to you from AARP. Even if you love your job, there are times when you'd rather be alphabetizing a spice shelf than riding a packed train alongside of hundreds of sniffling fellow commuters. And as you sway the car next to a man who has biked four hours to the station, you might be thinking about early retirement. Or, conversely, you're in a car, bumper to bumper, 
in Houston traffic, coming from Sugarland all the way into town, bumper to bumper, for an hour, hour and a half ride coming in from Clear Lake, coming in from Woodlands, coming in from Baytown, coming in from Katy. It's all the same. Every single day, day after day after day, bumper to bumper traffic for an hour to an hour and a half, both ways. Both ways. It's terrible. But then it goes on. After empathizing your position, it goes on and says, unfortunately, early retirement isn't for everyone. In fact, it isn't for most people. Just 11% of today's workers plan to retire before age 60, according to the Employee Benefit Research Institute. For many of those who do take the plunge, the reality of early retirement can turn out to be far different than the fantasy. Here are a few things to consider before you decide to retire early. And then the article, 10 Things No One Tells You. There is a dream killer here somewhere today. You're going to run into somebody that's going to tell you this stuff doesn't work. Like Vinette said, it's a scam. This is probably a multi-level marketing program. Somebody is going to tell you it doesn't work because you're the wrong race, the wrong age, the wrong sex, the wrong sexual preference, the something or other. And this is all set up so rich people can be successful and all you poor People can't. And if you believe that, they've won. But if you don't, you win. Don't believe the dream killers. Start winning today with a Lifestyles Unlimited free workshop. Get the knowledge you need to replace your income in two to five years and then find out how to take action. Register for the free online workshop at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Welcome back to the Wamsley Radio Show. So we've discussed in the first two segments of the show that you can retire. You can do it between two to five years. You just have to come across with the assumption that the concept that retirement is not a pile of money, retirement is an amount, a stream of income, and that all you have to do is replace your earned income, that's working income, with passive income. And, uh, you know, that's what we teach how to do. That's fine. It's simple enough to do. You just got to go and do it, right? But they don't want you to do it. And so they're going to scare the death out of you so that you won't do it. And they've got 10 reasons here why you should be scared to death not to do it. And I'm going to take these reasons on and just tell you what I thought about them when I went through it and how I got overcame them. The first one is health care is expensive. Medicare, the federal program that provides health care for more than 61 million older Americans, doesn't start until age 65. Until then, you'll need an alternative. And that won't come cheap. Private health care before Medicare kicks in costs an arm and a leg, says Brian Schmeil, director of wealth management and Meyer Group in Chicago. Currently, law says your insurance costs can't be more than 8.3% of your household income. For a person with a household income of $50,000, that's for $346 a month. So there you go, folks. We have Obamacare. We have a law that says your insurance can't cost you more than 8.3% of your income. So at 50 grand a year, it's only 346 a month. At 100 grand a year, that's 700 a month. All I did, all I did was buy one more rent house, covered at 346. If it were 700, if I'd married, I'd bought two more rent houses. 
and my insurance is covered. Do you understand that? It's covered for the rest of my life while I make positive cash flow on this rent house, while the mortgage gets paid off and I accumulate additional equity from this house, while the appreciation pushes the value of the house up, all the while paying for my insurance for the rest of my life. It's that simple. It's just numbers. Yet for some people, they believe that insurance is free. Insurance isn't free. It's part of your paycheck. Insurance is paid for either all totally by your employer or partial by your employer. In my businesses, we provide 50%. Now, by the way, I went, I want you to understand this. I did not have health insurance for any of my 14 companies that are now 17 companies or 19 now, but add two more. All my companies, I never offered insurance until Obamacare forced people with employees over 50 people to offer health care. So we put health care in. And then for the first time in years, I had company health care again. But for years, I had no company health care. I had private health care. And I paid for it. And by the way, if you've got additional things, I had cancer. Think about trying to get insurance with cancer and staff. Think about that. Overweight, high blood pressure, diabetes. I had all that. Ta-da! There were insurance pools that I got into. And there are insurance pools now. Insurance is just a cost, and all you do is make more money. Add a couple more rent houses. Number two, tapping your nest egg early can be costly. If you retire before 59 and a half, you'll usually pay a 10% early withdrawal penalty for most tax-deferred accounts, such as traditional IRAs and 401ks. Now listen carefully. There are some options for getting IRA money before 59 and a half, but it's tricky and can cause major penalties if done incorrectly, says Matt Stephen, founder of Advance Point, Williamton, North Carolina. Again, these are all nobodies. By the way, you can get your 401k money out, too. There are ways to do it. We have attorneys that can teach you how to do it. You just have to look into it and figure out how to do it and do it. But you're never going to get out of paying no taxes. Are you insane? The money in your 401k and IRA is there without paying taxes on it. Even if you roll it over to an, a Roth, you have to pay taxes on it. You just don't have to pay the penalty. Well, there are many ways to get it out without paying the penalty, but no way of getting it out without paying the taxes. But there are ways to mitigate the taxes. So again, it's just a numbers thing. And by the way, until you get it out, do you have any money? And the answer is no. Can you live off your money without getting it out? No. Can you invest your money without getting it out? Yes. But will you get any of the returns? No. You've got to get it out. So that's like saying, I'm never going to have kids because I don't want to get married. You should say, Dell, that is really rude and mean. No, it's just about the same stupid thing. If you don't like what you have to go through to get something, you don't want it. Well, the same thing is here. I don't want to retire because I don't like what I have to go through, which is to get your money out of the stupid investments you already put them into and pay the taxes that you didn't pay in the first place. Number three, you sacrifice the power of compounding interest. That's a complete lie. I'm not even going to read what they say because it makes no sense. What they're basically saying is your goal is to put your money aside and leave it aside for a long, long, long periods of time so compound interest occurs. Well, do you realize if you got your money and you have it in your hand, you have it invested, it's compounding anyway at the same time? except you're living off of some of it. The difference is you can't take money away from the stock market without lowering the amount of stock you have. You can take money out of a rental property without lowering the amount of rental property you have because it produces income aside from equity and equity growth. But the stocks don't do that. Bonds don't do that. If you take the money out, 
you're reducing the amount you own. And so it's ridiculous concept to say, well, look, you lose all this opportunity to compound your wealth. I've been compounding my wealth since I was 34 years old. I get wealthier every single year. So again, the statement is purely a lie. Do you understand in writing, guy that's got a college degree, financial planner, certified financial planner, is lying to you in writing? How do they do it? They do it because they all say the same thing. They all lie the same lie. Number four, you may have a long, long, long life ahead of you. Of course, you want to have a long, long life ahead of you. I only plan to live to 65. I'm 65. I, now i got a plan for the next 15, 18, 20, 30 years. I thought I'd get lucky. I was just living such a crazy life, I thought I wouldn't make it. No males in my family except one made it. So I figured, hey, no big deal. But luckily, I plan to have enough money to live to 90 or 100. And so if I would have offed it at 65, somebody's getting a whole lot of money. Somebody that knows me, I don't know who. But the bottom line is, is that, yes, you're going to live for a long time. You know what that means? Wealth is compounded. The longer you live, the more money you'll have. Wait a minute. They're saying the longer to live, I won't have any money. See, their goal is create a giant pile of money and spend it when you retire and hope you die before you run out of money. Their goal is to die before you run out of money. Mine is to live long enough to spend some of the great amounts of money I made. In fact, I'd love to live so long that I'd be worth a billionaire because every year I get wealthier. So what is this live out your money garbage? No way to live out your money if you're invested correctly. Your money gets bigger every year. So don't worry about the compounding effect. The compounding effect works whether your money's there or there. I get a little irritated. I'm sorry. These guys are such liars. Number five, you spend more money than you think. (laughs) I got to read this. A typical rule of thumb is that you spend about 80% as much retirement as you do when you work. After all, you won't be shoveling money into your retirement account anymore. Guys, this is all nonsense. Every single year, I make more money. Every single year, we live better. The presents get better. The gifts get better. The trips get better. We make more money. Everything gets better. There's no getting worse. There's no running out of money. There's no worrying about how long you last. These are all lies created by people that don't know how to retire. Don't know how to be wealthy. Yet they're writing the articles that you're reading to yourself and your kids. I feel sorry. Number six, housing expenses don't retire when you do. That's a lie. They do. By the time you retired, your mortgage should be paid off. Not saying it has to be. I wouldn't. I'd retire with my mortgage in place if I needed the money. If I needed the money, I would take the money out and invest it and keep the mortgage on the house. But once at some point along the way, you're so wealthy, you've made so much money, or you've just lived in your house so long you paid the mortgage down, there's no more mortgage. You still have taxes. You still have insurance. You still have maintenance. Those are never going away. Yes, we agree to that. But you've pay for them the same way you pay for everything else. Now, what they're saying is you don't ever really realize how big those expenses are. How do you not know what your expenses are? And in fact, the reality is the expenses get bigger as you get wealthier because you buy more stuff. And it's not the cost of stuff. It's the cost of maintaining stuff. That's the real cost of living. We're picking up on the end of an entire show that's been about 
why people don't want you to retire and all the things they use to scare you away from retirement. There's an article here by AARP, 10 things they won't tell you about retirement that are all negative so you won't do it. We're on number seven right now. Extra income can be hard to come by. Working in retirement might not be as simple as you think. While 74% of workers plan to work for pay in retirement, according to EBRI study, just 27% of actual retirees reported working for pay. Even part-time work can be a challenge. What early retirees don't seem to realize is that if they're planning on doing traditional part-time work while retired, those jobs require a commitment to a schedule that sometimes is not very flexible. According to this da-da-da-da certified financial planner, this can cut into other retirement goals such as travel and visiting the family and hard retirees surprised by inflexible part-time hours. Okay, get this. Here's the logic. You don't want to retire and work part-time because there may be a job commitment to certain required hours. So stay working full-time, which has an absolute commitment and no flexibility whatsoever to working hours. Is there any logic there? There's no logic there at all. And by the way, when you work part-time and you're an adult, a senior, you're a person that can do anything, almost except for certain physical requirements. But you're the type of person that's reliable. And so you're the type of person who can tell people three months in advance, I'm going on a two-week vacation three months in advance. Or you can just say, hey, I don't want to work anymore. I'm going to go on vacation. If you don't let me go on vacation, then I'm gone. I'll go somewhere else. Because places right now are crying for help. Do you realize that? Nobody wants to work. The teenagers of our era are not wanting to work. The 20 and 30 and 40-year-olds of our era are not wanting to work. They're gigantically opposed to it. And their time is very, very valuable to them. So you can't find enough employees to get jobs done. I can't count the number of bartenders and waiters and waitresses that I've seen in the last 6 to 12 months that have been over 45, 50 years of age. Because those part-time workers are willing to work. Kids aren't willing to work, but adults are willing to work. So don't even think you can't get flexible hours. A guy needs you. You're very reliable. You do a good job. You're a bartender. You're a waitress. You're whatever other these types of jobs are. They're going to take you. And they're going to use you when you want to be used. Within reason. But if you're reliable... It's not a problem. So again, they're lying to you. Again, they're lying to you. Again, they're lying to you. Number eight, there's a lot of time to kill. When you retire, you have a 40-hour gap in your week, and you'll need to fill. Are you sure you have enough activities? Guys, let me explain this to you. Activities fill time and space. I have this train hobby that's unbelievable. I could spend every hour of every day, seven days a week, with my train hobby. I have a gun hobby. I could go. I get all these different guns. I could go and shoot and train and go to gun shows and go to um, competitions, etc. Cetera, et cetera. I, I could keep myself busy all day long every day. Fitness. I could work out twice a day every day for the rest of my life and love every minute of it. Travel. I could do that all day long every day. Love that. Let's go on and on and on. Just spending time with your wife, spending time with your kids. You can get out there and do things you've never had the time but always wanted to do, like beautifying your yard, upgrading your yard, upgrading your home, those kinds of things. Do you have time for now? You never had time for in the past. Don't worry about not having enough to do. There's more than enough to do. Number nine, you may need to make new friends. Now, this may actually be true. 
Because when you retire, you'll find you're in a very few-person crowd. And very quickly, you'll find out who else has decided to retire. Because most of your friends are going to work until they're 65, 70 years of age, and you're going to be off all day long, and they're not going to have the time to come be with you. You can't do things with them. But don't even believe for a second that there's not people out there that want to spend time with you. Join Lifestyles. 50,000 clients. We all joke and say it's kind of like a personal party. It's kind of like a family. It's kind of like all these things where you go, where everybody else there has the same mindset. And that mindset is, my time's too valuable to give it to a boss the rest of my life. I need to be free. And I'm looking for other people with that like mindset that want to be free also. And the last one, I got to read this one. I just can't do it. Retirement can be tough on couples. Retirement is a major life transformation. And if you have to be patient with yourself and your spouse, says Black, some certified financial planner from nowhere. Most retired couples do not look like those pictured in the ads in commercials. Oh, my gosh. You're going to hate your spouse because you're now together for the first time in 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. Lady came up to me and said, Dell. You know, you got to get him doing something. You got to get him out there buying some real estate and do some more stuff. I said, why is that? He said, because when I got married to him, I promised to love him forever, stay with him forever. But I never promised to have lunch with him every day, forever. Get him doing something. Bottom line, your spouse and you will figure it out. It might be the first time you've ever been romantic together. I remember at Lifestyles, we took a couple out. We took out a whole bunch of couples. A bunch of people went out dancing. I grabbed one wife, and I had one of the girls grab the husband, and we danced with them. And then we put them back together. And when it was all over, the wife cried. And I said, what's wrong? I haven't danced with my husband since our wedding night. That, my friends, is what you're missing in your marriage. Intimate, private time together to go do the things that you need to do to kindle and rekindle the relationship for life. Think about this. Del Wamsley offers some tips on a better lifestyle. I own multiple businesses and have multiple people running them, so no one person has their finger on my neck to control everything. And on my big businesses, I have multiple divisions, multiple vice presidents that run each division. And and my companies have massive divisions and multiple companies. So now I'm interdependent right? Interdependent. You look on the org chart, I'm not there. I always, oftentimes in seminars, pull out my set of keys and you'll see there's two keys on my key ring, one for my car and one for my house. So why do I not have any keys? I own 17 businesses. Why no keys? Because if I owned a key, someone would want me to open or close the business. I don't go to the businesses because once you go, they want you to do stuff that's their job to do. It's not just the money. It's the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.